1: Pastor
2: Keith Crosby of Hillside Church.
1: The Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. But this is what Jesus promised, right? In John 14, we read this. John 14, 25 and 26. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to mind, bring to your remembrance, all that I have said to you. New life, new position, new relationship, new resources. I can
0: see the promised land Though there's pain within the plan There is victory in the end Your love is my battle cry The answer for all my life Every dragon will fall
2: Senior Pastor of Hillside Church in San Jose, California. We are so grateful that you've joined us today for the broadcast, and as we always do, we would encourage you to follow along with us in your Bibles if you can. On today's broadcast, Pastor Keith continues his study in Romans 8, entitled, New Life. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us today to the book of Romans, chapter 8. Now here's Pastor Keith with today's study.
1: We begin to put away childish things and we begin to reprioritize our life around him. This reorientation, this relocation changes our perspective and changes our pursuits. It's why we read this in Colossians 3, 1 through 4. If then or since then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things of earth. For you have died... And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you will also be like him, appear like him in glory. We are hidden with Christ in God. We are in Christ. Our position has changed relative to God. We're no longer in opposition, but we are in coalition with him. And we are protected. We are behind his walls, under his watch care, under his protection. And you see this theme in Christ, in Christ throughout the New Testament. You see it in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. I'll read some of it to you right now. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would, should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through or in Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace which he blessed us in the beloved in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace it's all changed our position has changed our place in the universe has changed because we are in Christ in him attached to him, hidden in Christ with God, secured, relocated, recipients of every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. In him we found redemption, grace, and everything changes. We were once alienated, far off, cut off, and now we are with him, in him. We have access. The writer of Hebrews talks about being able to boldly go before the throne of grace, not based on righteousness that we've done, but with the goodness and grace of God bestowed upon us it says this in Romans 5 1 through 2 therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through him we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God once far off we've been brought near and that proximity to God, that closeness to God, that intimacy to God, that connection with God changes everything. It changes us. Like Moses at the tent of meeting going in and out and his face began to shine and his countenance began to change and people saw it and say, what happened to you? We read this in Ephesians two thirteen through 18. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. The wall has been knocked down and we have access to the grace of God. By abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through his cross, thereby killing the hostility he came and preached to you who were far off and brought peace to those who were near for through him through in, through him and in him we both have access to one spirit and the Father. We've changed. We've changed armies, we've changed cultures, we've changed countries. We're citizens of heaven. We are in the kingdom and that nearness produces change. We are not unaffected, we can't be. There's this change in culture, this change in thinking driven by a new spiritual geography or proximity we have this new position we are no longer aliens and strangers salvation changes everything particularly our relationship with God the Father leading us to our second change factor factor number two the change in position produces a change in relationship new life means new relationship and that's a very good thing indeed our relationship to God changes through that nearness We've been brought near by the blood of Christ. We are in Christ, in the family, and near to the Father. And this nearness idea, this in Christ idea, speaks to an intimacy, a connectedness, a relationship with God, with the Father. He's no longer our judge. He's our Father. We've gone from enemies to offspring, from creatures to children. We have close connections, new intimacy. It talks about this in Romans 8, 14 through 17. For all who are led by the Spirit, the life in the Spirit changes everything, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For if you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Abba is Aramaic. It's a term of endearment like daddy or papa. It kind of pictures a little boy Or a little girl lost in the mall. They didn't have a mall in those days. And reaches out and grabs their daddy's finger and says, Abba, Father, save me. For whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. Heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ. We're in the family. God is our father. Jesus is like our brother. We are his children. He is our father. And you know what? Dad begins to rub off on us, to influence us, and to change us. Everything begins to change. Things are never the same again. I'm reminded that Jesus cried, Abba, Father, during his time in the garden. It speaks to dependency. It speaks to Protection, it speaks to love. We are no longer aliens and strangers. We are no longer the children of disobedience, walking according to the way of the culture of the prince of the power of the air. We are no longer by nature children of wrath, but we are children of God. We are his beneficiaries, and we'll get into the resources of our inheritance later. But we are his children, and that changes everything. In the ancient culture of that day, you were either in the family or you were a hired hand. And the rights and privileges were different. The closeness, the connectedness, was different. You're you're no longer guests. You're family. It's sort of the reverse of the prodigal. You know, the prodigal comes. He's an unbelieving son who's rejected his father, and he says, "I'm no longer I'm no longer worthy to be your your father. Your, I'm sorry. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Let me become like one of your hired hands." And the father says, nope. He goes, put the ring on his finger, put the cloak on his back, put sandals on his feet. My son who was dead is now alive. That's what's going on here. And it changes everything. It changes everything. Jesus talked about this, and he alluded to this after his resurrection. He, Mary Magdalene encounters him, and he said to her in John twenty seventeen to 18, Do not cling to me. I have not yet ascended to the father. But go tell my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to his disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. Look at what he says. Listen to what he says. My father and your father. Our relationship with God has changed. He is your father. He is, your, he is the lover of your soul. He wants to raise you up spiritually and mature you. Which takes us back to Ephesians 2. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near. For he himself is our peace. For through him we have access to the Father. This is reconciliation. He goes from judge to daddy. From distant judge to close parent. Abba, Father. Everything changes. You know, the Abba, Father idea is daddy, I'm afraid. Daddy, I'm scared. Daddy, take care of me. Daddy, daddy, daddy. And I can tell you sitting there in that funeral that day wondering how I was going to get up when I felt like I felt like my heart and my chest was going to explode I knew I wasn't wanted or welcomed and I did not know how in my own strength I could possibly do what I had been asked to do and what I wanted to do but you know what God is faithful God is faithful new access which brings us to factor three so you go new position new relationship no longer aliens and strangers but brought near no longer enemies but children of God and and that family relationship comes with its benefits its resources its inheritance we have access to God as father we have received sonship or daughtership through Christ Jesus everything has changed We are no longer spiritually dead or inanimate or unable, but God will empower us to do things in him that we could not do in our own strength, in our own flesh. The spirit is at work in us. We see this in Romans 8, 9 9 through 11. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if or since, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him but we belong because we're born again but Christ but if Christ is in you although the body is dead because of sin the spirit is life because of righteousness now what it's talking about there is this it's not saying that we're physically dead right now but we don't have apart from Christ what does he say in John 15 apart from me you can do nothing the body is dead it means it's incapable it doesn't have the power to do these things unless you are born again and in the spirit and that's what's going on here But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life, strength, ability to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. This is the resource that we have. We are indwelt by the spirit of God. We are never, ever on our own again. Where we go, he goes. He is where we are. He is in us. And so our abilities change. Our sensibilities change. And there's no longer fear because this perfect love casts out fear. And he empowers and enables us to do things that we're afraid to do. And we cry out, Abba, Father. We see in Romans eight twenty six and 27 this. And we'll think of this in terms of resources. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Remember, Jesus promised never to leave us without resources. You know, sometimes as parents, sometimes as pastors, sometimes it's just regular everyday people. The problems of this world wear us down. They bear down upon us and we don't know what we're going to do. And sometimes we don't even know how to pray. And sometimes we can't even think straight. And the Spirit helps us to pray as we should. And he takes our pitiful prayers and makes them profound in the eyes and the sight of God. That's what's going on here. We have resources and these resources renew and transform our mind and change the way we live, act and think and endure. And what's going on here is The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness when we're overwhelmed. We can't articulate a sensible prayer. And so he takes up your prayer and makes it accessible, acceptable to God. You know what it's like? I I think of the Holy Spirit in this case. It's like a dad with his daughter and she's trying to pedal her bicycle for the first time without training wheels. And he's right there with her, keeping her away from the trees. And he's just right there enabling her to do what she had not previously been able to do it's like the dad with his little boy at t-ball and he doesn't know he doesn't know how to swing that bat. and so he takes his son and he lines up with him and helps him to do that that's the resources we're talking about here it's a beautiful picture of a loving god who has taken us out of the kingdom of darkness and placed us into the kingdom of light And we have been in opposition to him and opposed to him and now we're family, we're children and he has bestowed upon us an inheritance greater than anything we can imagine and put his spirit in us and enabled us to do great things. To do things we didn't think we could do. Things we were afraid to do. The spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. But this is what Jesus promised, right? In John 14 we read this. John 14, 25 and 26. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to mind, bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. New life, new position, new relationship, new resources. Think about it in your own life sometimes where somebody asks you a question and God illumines your understanding. He brings to to mind something you read that morning in your Bible, something you heard in your ABF or your growth group he brings to, to mind a scripture these are the resources that we have in Christ and these are the things that work change in our lives and even in the lives of others Jesus also says in John sixteen thirteen through 14 when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he speaks he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come he will glorify me he will take what is mine and declare it to you you know, this is more than a feeling. A lot of times, you know, sometimes new Christians or growing Christians, are new to the faith maybe, they want a feeling, they want an experience, they don't understand that feelings don't last, they change like the weather, they come and go like the tide, but the truth of this word abides forever. And the understanding, you know, this is a thoughtful religion, Christianity, I remember one of my pastors telling me that Christianity is a religion of the ear, it affects the mind and governs the emotions. The emotions don't govern the mind. And God helps us to think rightly. He brings to mind things that we've studied, things that we've been taught. He guides us into all truth. He brings glory to His Son. Supernatural ability applied to our natural bodies. Resources. Supernatural assistance that leads us into all truth. This is what God promised His people. And you know what? He promised it in the Old Testament, too. He tells Israel, and we'll go back to Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove your heart of stone from your heart of flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Notice, I will put, I will give, I will remove, I will give, I will put my spirit in you. These are the resources that God gives us, that he bestows upon us, that he installs in us when we go from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, from creatures to children. You know, we are all God's creatures, but we are not all his children until we embrace Christ. And with that embrace, with that salvation, we receive the spirit of God in us. And he enables us to weather storms, to, to endure, to, to embrace the trial, to live for him salvation changes everything new life new you new world my friend when he came up to me he wanted to know what happened to me I was wondering what happened to me I got through the sermon he's wondering what happened to me I don't seem like I did years ago you know it's funny I never saw him again until about a year and a half ago I was standing right here after a service talking to somebody you know somebody stands too close to you and you can feel them behind you you know and I turned around and there he was from Savannah, Georgia, to L.A., and he drove up to to see Terry and I. Um, but God does great things. You have a new position in Christ. You are in the kingdom. You have a new relationship with God. You have new resources, and everything changes. What happened to me happened to just many of you. We surrendered to Christ. We became children of God. It doesn't mean we became supermen and superwomen. It's just that we surrender ourselves to a super God, to the only God there is. So I want you to understand a few things here is life in this spirit is a condition. It's not a feeling. It's a reality. Salvation changes everything. New life, new you, new world, new opportunities to serve God because you have a new position and a new relationship and new ability. And we have to determine to use them. Sometimes we think God calls us to challenges that we can't possibly overcome. And worship is taking the challenge and letting him take us where he wants to take us, where we need to go, like that funeral worship is not what god does for you worship is what we do for god it's how we express our love to him so what do you do with all this i've given you a lot of information today you've been taken from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light you've gone from an enemy to family you've gone from inability to ability to serve him you have resources and an inheritance that you have as a child of god what do you do with this well let's go back to what we talked about last week Young families, families with small children, families with teens, whatever. You know, sometimes you can do everything right and they still wander off the path. They still go off the rails. Well, that's the time to let God be God, to depend on him, to live out your faith, to pray for that son or daughter, that child, like it depends on you and know that it depends on God and trust God to use you in their life. Trust God to be faithful. He will not give you a temptation that you will not be able to bear, but will provide a way to endure it. And these trials like these can last for years. I had a friend who's a pastor, disciple me, and both of his kids rejected the faith. One came back and embraced Christ as Savior, one did not. You know, your marriage, your marriage may be tough right now, but God has given you the strength to endure, to persevere, to love the unlovable, to honor him. You have a position, a relationship with him, and you have the resources and abilities to live for Christ within that marriage. And to weather that storm together as man and wife. And he'll see you to the other side. In the workplace, you may have an employer who isn't a nice guy or gal. And you may feel like giving up. And you may feel like, you know, today, if, if he says that to me, I'm going to tee off on him. I, instead, the spirit working with your spirit, as you pray for that individual, and as you ask God, how can I do this? Help me to do this. Abba, Father, you will not be... Without resources your prayer will be heard and he will give you what you need. He will lead you into all truth He will bring to mind what you need to say when you need to say it. So have hope No matter what your situation or circumstance have hope because god has given you what you need to get through Whatever hardship you are facing. He's given you the car He's given you the keys a tank of gas or a full battery And all you got to do is drive and remember who you belong to and who you serve and what you have in him Because nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ. And we'll talk about that later. And all things do work together for good. And he has raised you up for such a time as this. And he is not a random God. He is a purposeful, loving, gracious God who will do great things through you and I if we let him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I have to this day no idea how I got through that funeral. But by your hand. Lord, you enable me to do what I didn't think I would be able to do, and you will enable all of us, God, to do these things. Father, we thank you that we are not far off, but that we have been brought near and placed in your kingdom, that we are now citizens of heaven just passing through. We are children of the Most High and have heirs and co-heirs with Christ, and that we have resources available to us if we will depend on you. Grant us wisdom, God, to always depend on you, to look to you, our Abba, Father, in the dark of the night, in the heat of the day, because we know that you love us. You sent your own son to die for us, and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Pastor Keith Crosby
1: the Grace to Live radio broadcast. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening today. In the uncertainty of the COVID-19 crisis, many people within the Hillside Church community and all over Santa Clara County are in the middle of financial hardship, and we need to pray for them, and we would ask you to pray for us as well. We want to thank you for listening and supporting this ministry, but it is a listener-supported ministry, and in as much as we covet your prayers, we also ask you to consider a, a financial contribution to the ongoing work of this radio broadcast. Grace to Live Radio provides encouragement to so many people in the outside world who can't make it to church, and you can be part of that ministry by supporting If you have questions about today's program, or if you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor
2: Keith, then I would encourage you to log on to our website, hillsidechurch.org, where you can find more messages and content from Pastor Keith in the Sermons Archives tab, as well as links to Pastor Keith's blog and the new Out of My Mind podcast. You can also connect with us to see the many things happening here at Hillside Church, including our service times, ministry opportunities, and our calendar of upcoming events. Again, all this and more can be found by visiting the website hillsidechurch.org.